I'm your health coach, Melissa Lee. Here at Thriving with Nourishment Health, I provide women with the resources to reclaim fertility and celebrate periods through the lens of functional medicine. It is time to empower ourselves with natural solutions over band-aid medicines. We will get to the root cause of symptoms to see the bigger picture. Let us find the ability to heal ourselves, get back to Mother Nature, and live in a healthier world. Hi everyone, good morning, and welcome to another episode of Lifestyle Tuesdays. If you are listening to this on the podcast, I would really appreciate if you would be willing to write a review for the podcast. if you love the podcast, you know, definitely write a review and rating. I always want to know what you think about it and give me any feedback. So today I want to be talking about stress and its impact on hormones because I've been hearing a lot of um, my clients, for example, in the past week, they've been telling me that they're feeling incredibly anxious and incredibly depressed or, you know, falling off the bandwagon. And I just want to say that, yeah, you know, we're coming up to the end of the first quarter of the year and of course it feels like a lot like you know based on like the whole 2021 and how this year is going to be better and you know you're thinking about like the vaccine and like things are opening up and how is your career going to change and all these things are happening um it's no wonder that you know stress is at a all-time high right now And so I just want to let you know that if you are someone with hormonal symptoms, if you are thinking about conceiving this year, um, you definitely want to look at the amount of stress in your life. And not only the amount of stress, but like what are your stress triggers and how do you react to stress? So let's talk a little bit sciencey here. When we talk about stress, I'm talking about the stress response that is being produced by the body. So, you know, in primal times, um, when we're like cave women and all that, um, if something stressful is happening, um, it is basically because, you know, we have to run away from a tiger or, you know, something is chasing us down or we're dealing with like a natural disaster. And our body, you know, produces cortisol in order for us to like fight, flight, freeze um, or hide. And this is what is happening on a day-to-day basis in our modern world. But instead of tigers or natural disasters, most of the time it's like our children waking us up in the middle of the night, Um, the big presentation that we have to prepare for, or bad traffic, or bad weather, or, you know, all these small little things that actually just kind of trigger like a little bit of a stress response in our body. And if you have you know, a good amount of cortisol in your body, your body's able to use that cortisol to respond appropriately to that stressful situation. So, you know, whether it's big or whether it's small, you can have an appropriate reaction to it. But, however, if, you know, your cortisol is kind of tanking or your adrenals are not uh, working very well in order to produce the amount of cortisol that is needed, um, chances are you are going to either feel very flatline and you're not going to have much response to stimulation or stressful situations going on around you like maybe something's happening or if you're arguing and someone's yelling at you and then you you just don't have any emotion or you can't bring yourself to respond or to do something about it that indicates that your adrenals are not working properly 
Another thing is if you are overreacting to things. So if there's like small things happening or like stress triggers coming up and you're just overreacting and you're being all paranoid, you get into an anxiety attack and you know all these things, um, chances are your cortisol is also really low because there's not enough drive, there's not enough stress response produced by your body to react to that particular situation so your body instead of pumping out cortisol is pushing out adrenaline because no matter what your body has to protect you and it's helping you to survive so if your adrenals is not producing enough cortisol adrenaline is going to be produced instead and adrenaline is way more intense it like gets you like sweating and like it gets you you know more angry and like just really more intense. So that is also a sign that your cortisol is like kind of tanking and it's not at an optimal level. And so, you know, when we think about stress response, we always want to be thinking about the adrenal glands. And the adrenal glands um, have a very main function of also producing androgens. And, um, and I would say androgens, not like testosterone, but actually uh, androgens like DHEA or DHEAS. And these are just more potent forms of androgens that for women with PCOS, you need to be very careful of because, you know, for women with PCOS, you are characterized by excessive androgens, which causes your excessive hair growth, hair loss, acne, and all these kind of like male symptoms that are tangible on your skin and you know if you have your hormone levels checked and if your testosterone is like considered level normal you really want to be looking at like a dutch test for example or um you know test for something else like dhea because those are like the more potent androgens that can give out all of these excessive symptoms and so the main thing is that DHEA is produced in the adrenals and that is also the same place where it produces stress hormones. So if you are particularly stressed and you have PCOS-like symptoms, you know, you have androgenic symptoms, um, you really want to be taking care of your stress levels more because if your body is constantly, you know, producing cortisol, it's also going to be producing a lot of DHEA and that is going to be worsening your androgenic symptoms. And so that is how stress impacts hormones because it's going to be worsening all of that hair growth, uh, excessive hair growth on unwanted areas like your chin. Um, it's going to be worsening your hair loss. It's going to be worsening your acne or your breakouts. Like I'm sure you know that when you're stressed, you're going to, you know, most some people, they lose way more hair or they like break out even more. Um, and they just feel so bad, right? Like everything is just worsening and this is why. And so um, if we, you know, want to be talking about like if you're trying to conceive, um, that is also another thing. So hormones are all produced from cholesterol and cholesterol is like a hormone precursor. It provides like the raw materials for hormones to be made out of. And Following down the line, pregnenolone is kind of like a hormone precursor too and then it goes into like different pathways and makes all your different hormones like steroid hormones like cortisol and melatonin and like it makes like your sex hormones like uh, progesterone, estrogen, testosterone. And when we want to, when we think about, you know, trying to conceive, you want to have, first of all, you want to be 
ovulating, right? And ovulation is a process that is really affected by stress because if you're stressed, your body is prioritizing making cortisol over producing progesterone. And it's kind of like, you know, it has a pool of resources, but if it's being drawn to one side to be making more cortisol because you're always stressed, you're like always living in a stressful state, then it's not going to, you know, divide its resources into making progesterone as much. So women tend to end up with a lot of estrogen because there's not a lot of progesterone being made to counteract that. And also, if you're not ovulating, um, progesterone is not being released anyway because usually that is being released from the corpus luteum, which is the leftover from the set, from the follicle when the egg is being released during ovulation. Um, so with that being said, you want to be ovulating regularly. You want to be having a period. And in order for those two to occur, you want to be making sure your cortisol is not too high or too low. You want it to be in an optimal range. So if you're listening to this and if you are someone with PCOS or if you have, you know, just irregular periods, you're like, why is my period not coming? Uh, really think about like your stress triggers. Think about, okay, did I, um, you know, did I encounter any stressful situations recently? Was I arguing too much? Like, is it because of the whole pandemic situation? Like, is it because of my career, my relationships? What is my mindset? Like, do I wake up every day thinking negative thoughts? Do I just jump out of bed and be like grabbing my coffee and wanting to go, you know, go, 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 do all day? And this is a way that your cortisol over time will tank because your adrenals in the end it's gonna be like oh my god this is another day that i have to pump out so much cortisol like this is enough like i don't i don't think i can do this anymore like and over time it's just gonna stop secreting uh, more and more cortisol because it's just tired of it and you know your body is still trying to help you survive and i said and as i said before instead of cortisol it's just gonna like give you like a shot of adrenaline for example so you know for some people like if they're sleeping um you know at night and if they are plagued with like anxious thoughts or whatever or if they have low blood sugar during the night your body can shoot you with a shot of adrenaline and you suddenly wake up and you're like oh my god like how come I can't fall, fall asleep? Why am I having like so many thoughts, right? Have you ever had that experience? It's probably because you're too stressed with during the day. You didn't have enough time to wind down or you didn't have enough food to eat or enough carbohydrates to last you through the night. So that is one thing. Um, and um, so that is one thing about, you know, hormones and like progesterone, for example, and making sure that you really hone in on that stress response um, before it gets too, you know, extreme. And here I want to take a break and just talk about how stress hormones are really leading the dance. So just think of it as a spectrum. You have elevated cortisol on one end and you have depressed cortisol on the other. So when we talk about elevated cortisol, it means that your stress axis is hyperstimulated. So you, your symptoms are like your you have hypervigilance, you have anxiety, you have hypertension, you have a poor gut, so your gut is like kind of like irritable and you have like poor digestion. Everything's just too like 
overly alert, you can't concentrate, um, you feel wired and tired, like you're wired up here, but you're, you know, your body's like really tired, you can't go to sleep very well, often you will have both anxiety and depression. Um, here, you know, your, even your labs, you will find that your sodium is really high and your potassium is really low. Because sodium is used to, in your stress response, it's helping you to have like, you know, adequate stress response. Um, also here, you will frequently find people who have like chronic anxiety or if you have some kind of metabolic dysfunction, your blood sugar is like all over the place. You're like going up and going down and it's like, you know, you have energy crashes and you just need stimulants to kind of get you through the day. Usually, um, you know, underlying those are like, um, if you also have symptoms of mood swings and fatigue and uh, poor sleep, and by that time, your thyroid is also going to be out of whack, like you're going to have poor thyroid function. And so that is one end of the spectrum. If that's you, you're on the road to burnout, basically. You're just like, you need to stop that train wreck because when you hit burnout, um, there's a very high risk of developing like autoimmune disease for example and you really want to be thinking about do I really want to go there so on the other hand uh, on the other end of the stress axis is the depressed cortisol and this is where you have under stimulation so under stimulation is where you just feel so tired all the time like exhausted lethargy, malaise, you feel depression, you probably have like low blood pressure. So when you stand up, you feel really dizzy. Um, you have like a low pulse rate, you have low blood sugar, and basically everything's just kind of low and suppressed. Your immune system is suppressed. And you know, when it comes to the suppression of your immune system, very likely you will develop like allergies, asthma, chronic fatigue syndrome, you have autoimmune disorders because now your body is like attacking itself. You know, people with like PTSD, for example, they have depressed cortisol because, you know, when you have PTSD, a lot of traumatic memories just keeps flooding you and your body is just in a, like a constant uh, fight and flight mode because it thinks that the trauma is still in the present. And so a lot of like veterans, for example, they would have depressed cortisol. Um, on your labs here, instead of higher sodium, you would have lower sodium and higher potassium. So if you see that in your labs, you want to be thinking about, okay, there is some sort of like disbalance here. And this means that, you know, your uh, thyroid is also sluggish. It might not be working very well. So you have two ends here, elevated and depressed. And, you know, some people might be fluctuating too, like it's just a spectrum. But, you know, on either end, it's going to be affecting your hormones, it's going to be affecting your thyroid and how your adrenals work, and, you know, your energy levels. And obviously, it's going to affect your fertility because your periods are not going to come, or you don't ovulate very well, right? And um, you're just probably not in the mind frame to think about conceiving because you might be really stressed, you might be thinking like, oh my god, I need to conceive, but then I don't have my period, and like blah blah blah, all of these things. Um, and then if you think about it also, stress is related to weight gain, because your body is in a fight and flight response, it is not going to be thinking about losing weight. If you think about weight and belly fat, your fat is usually like a Michelin fat baby, like your fat is protecting you. 
Okay, your body's not thinking about body image, or your body's not thinking about how you're gonna look good in a dress. Your body just wants to protect you and keep you alive. So it's gonna do whatever it takes, and if it means piling on the fat so that it protects you from like, you know, your vital organs getting stabbed or whatever, um, that is how it's gonna do it. And so this is how adrenal stress can cause weight gain. Um, because also too much cortisol can affect the thyroid function and thyroid is very important for regulating our metabolism and if you have hypothyroid for example um, that is going to contribute to weight gain so I know there's a lot of info that I'm giving you but this is basically how your hormones are dysregulated like it is a whole axis that has to work in a dance like in a soup and they all correlate and interfere with each other. So the way you eat, right, like the amount of insulin that you produce is going to be affecting like your cortisol levels, it's going to be affecting your energy levels. Um, so the way you eat, the way you exercise is also very important because for someone with PCOS, for example, or anyone with hormonal imbalances, if your blood sugar levels is unstable, but you're like over-exercising, your body's also going to be taking that as too much cortisol. When we're running, right, it's not as if your body knows that, oh, I'm doing this for like cardio practice. Like it thinks you're running away from like a primal animal. So, um, you know, doing too much cardio I think it definitely is tanking your hormones. You want to be thinking about doing strength training, think about doing restorative work. So one of the um, you know, strategies for calming down the body and really tapping into your body and letting it rest, moving into a parasympathetic nervous system mode is doing restorative yoga. And I'm going to be tagging Mia later. She's also in this group, but she does like amazing work around rest. And she really focuses on rest and how restorative yoga can really help you to just come back to yourself and, you know, put everything aside and reset your nervous system because that is really important to whatever hormone goals or health goals that you have. So other ways that we want to uh, deal with a stress response is to nourish the adrenals. So think about having like vitamin C in your, in your uh, diet every day. Because believe it or not, vitamin C is being used up as fuel when we produce cortisol. So every time you are stressed, you're producing a lot of cortisol, all your vitamin C is being used for that. And vitamin C is actually an antioxidant and it, you know, it's supposed to help with all the other like damage that is being driven by like biological processes so instead of like trying to fix that it's just solely being used to produce cortisol and so you want to replenish that so having citrus fruits is really important or you know if you take vitamin c supplements that's going to be really important um you know having like adequate nutrients for your thyroid for example is really important like having vitamin d vitamin a zinc selenium iron um that's really important if you missed that, I actually did an episode about thyroid nutrients, I think it was last week. So go check it out because nourishing your thyroid is also going to be very important in addressing, you know, the whole disruption in your hormonal axis. Um, you want to be thinking about having like adequate protein and healthy unsaturated fats in your diet. Those are really important to help nourish like um, your hormone precursors and helping with like energy metabolism 
and just um, you know like giving you the brain function that you need or the cognitive function that you need um, if you are having problems with sleep for example sleep is really important to nourish the body and nourish your adrenals so think about um, I mean, that's a whole nother video, right? When we talk about sleep. Um, but think about how you can get better sleep. Think about, uh, you know, ways to improve your sleep environment. And I think, you know what? I'll definitely do a video about sleep because I think that's really important. Um, and then also, if you think about ad adaptogens, adaptogens are like botanical herbs that would um, influence certain levels of um, hormones in your body for example like ashwagandha that's a really popular one that actually influences your cortisol levels whether it's too high or too low it's going to help you to regulate that um, if you're someone with high cortisol i definitely recommend more of like the ashwagandha rhodiola kind of adaptogens but if you're someone with low cortisol like you wake up really groggy if you know you're kind of on the low side and you have like a suppressed immune system I would say work on use like licorice and ginseng and like ulithero and use that in the morning because those are really stimulating herbs and even maca like they can help you to get your cortisol levels jump starting and um, you know just don't use it all the time not like for a long time these are just short rapid relief herbs to help you while you work on like the fundamentals like sleep or improving your diet for example and so that is going to be really, you know, that's really going to be helping you. Just bear in mind that if you use licorice, like if you have high blood pressure, don't use licorice because that can actually increase pulse rate or blood pressure. So that is, that is why licorice is mainly used for people with low cortisol. And, you know, there are all, all sorts of like lifestyle solutions. I'm pretty sure you know most of them. Um, but yeah, like limiting your sugar intake, improving your gut health. There's so much more that you can do to nourish your adrenals and your thyroid. But I would say one of the most important things is actually knowing how you respond to stress triggers and identifying, first of all, whether you think your cortisol is too high or too low based on your reactions and obviously also lab testing. Um, and, you know, this is also something that I do with my clients. Like I look at their lab testing. I look at their electrolytes. I'm just seeing how stressed they are um, based on that. And also based on like, you know, whatever they tell me about their lifestyle or about the way they talk, for example. Um, and all, all of these solutions are really great for you to work on your stress response. So that is all I have for today to talk about stress and its impact on fertility and hormones. There's obviously so much that I didn't cover in here, but this is just kind of like a big picture view, especially when it comes to like, you know, PCOS symptoms, if you're wanting to conceive, if you are heading towards burnout, for example, like those are, you know, some of the scientific impacts that stress can have on your body. Um, and so I hope you will gain more understanding about the impacts of stress on your body. And if you have any questions, you know, always you can pop them in the comments below and I will get to them as soon as possible. Until then, I'll see you next week.